Pod Boys Productions. Well, hello there, Brooklyn. It's your boy Podnam up in the building, Studio A. Your boy is uh, really sad. It's been sad for about two and a half weeks. I think that's the last time I mentioned the word basketball in general. I think my sadness has even pushed away my uh, podcast partner and uh, confidant, Padru, so, because I'm doing this podcast solo until... I actually stumbled upon a fellow Brooklynite that likes basketball too and has been actually one of the rising stars on the Brooklyn Rebound Network. Your boy, uh, Nam. Uh, what's going on, buddy? How you been? What up, what up? Yes, sir. It's your boy, Nam, a.k.a. Young Hattrick, here riding, riding into town on cloud nine. Uh, very pleased with what's happened my weekend. Very sorry about your Brooklyn Nets. You know what? I was really sad until... Wednesday, which is yesterday, right? I was just, you know, watching my my Hot Spurs play, and I was like, man, this is going to be even more sad. My net's gone. My Hot Spurs are gone after the first half. And then your boy, Lucas Mora, starts coming in with the heat, down 3-0 at halftime, and hits two goals within three minutes, and then finishes it off with a hat-trick. Was that the hat-trick you were referring to, actually? That is actually the titular hat-trick, the eponymous hat-trick, if you will. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm finding out right now that you're also a Spurs fan. That's what I'm hearing. And I'm really excited. Yeah, this is a emotional roller coaster. So this actually, we're just going to be stopping talking about basketball altogether now. And we're just going to talk about, you know, about football, uh, international football, my feelings on uh, Baker Mayfield's letter to his mom on ESPN, you know, uh, all the important things. We Actually, we didn't go into the Serge Ibaka cooking show, <laughs> which I know... Padre did want to do at one point um, when he's talking to himself on the podcast. I forgot what guest came on or whatever, but let's enlighten the listeners here, Edesh Nam. What's going on right now in the basketball world? Who's playing today, and what has been happening? I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to you since this is usually Padre's side of the thing. So fuck yeah. Um, last night we saw Kevin Durant pull a either a calf or an Achilles, depending on whether you believe Reggie Miller or the team doctors. So he's definitely out for the rest of the Houston series, and Houston couldn't capitalize on that, which sucks for them. So they're down 2-3 now in the series, and game six is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's taking it back to uh, Houston for that. Philadelphia, in a similar situation, just blew the absolute wheels off of the Toronto Raptors. They were up by 20 when I quit watching to record this spot. Wow. Well, all right, and then we got a couple, we got an advancement, right? Bane's favorite team, Fear the Deer, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Bane is actually one of our uh, famous guests on this podcast. I don't know if you, you've heard him before, Edesh, now. If he's a fan of Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's a friend of me. Okay, good, good. Maybe one day you'll be able to uh, talk to him. He's he's a pretty interesting guy. But yeah, so they advance. And then the other series, which is, I think it's a pretty exciting series, but I talked to you off recording you're really into this series this nuggets uh blazers right you think it's one of the better ones uh yeah i definitely have have uh, said to you out loud that it's one of the more interesting you yelled it at me yeah i've seen any of it (laughs) um i respect use of nurkic and dame lillard but i'm just not staying up for i mean i'm watching the eastern conference or the western conference finals on the the intermittent days i'm just not going to stay up for these games right 
Right. So what my, my strategy has been with that is I've been, well, I have been watching late night games because I haven't been going to bed till four o'clock because I'm, I'm fasting right now. So I'm binge eating and with binge eating is usually a lot of NBA basketballs late at night. It's perfect because then I, if I fall asleep at like the later game, then they replay the game again. So I'm up at, again at two o'clock watching the game all over again. And I don't even have to, I don't miss a beat. And then if, if the recording or whatever, I miss it, then I got the YouTube recap. They do those like 13 minute, like fast recaps. So usually like, for example, the, the Rockets uh, Warriors games are recording cut off as usually shit like that happens all the time. So I just zoomed it to one of the YouTube channels and saw Kevin Durant got hurt and I got a little excited about that. I don't really wish that, but I I do wish that for the series. So it's going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah. I mean, like it looked as bad as someone were like to get hurt, like in a action show or something like that. That's how dramatic it was. Like TNT, we know drama. Like he was just holding his leg. What you said it was his calf or Reggie Miller determined it was his calf. No, Reggie Miller uh, just went off when it happened, saying like, ah, that's happened to me before. I know that look. That's an Achilles. Because, I mean, he was saying, and a lot of people on Twitter were saying the same thing. When you bust your Achilles, like, it feels like someone kicked you. So he turned around immediately and be like, who the fuck is kicking me? Um, And obviously nobody was there. But the team doctors said it was a calf strain, so. You believe Uh them? Nope. What was that? I knew it. Uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. Is there? Wait, what? I knew my counselors were conspiring behind my back. Disgusting. Talking about your plans to rupture different Achilles. My my lord hand, I don't believe it. I'm tr- I, I want to uh, hold counsel. I don't know where you are. I, I send a raven to lord them. I get no response. Then I decide to come down, leave my post in the Echo Park where I've been hiding out to come down to Brooklyn here. And what do I find? You two conspiring behind my back. And, and your own counsel on me, your your king of the pod, Drew. Um, hey, Drew. Uh, yeah. So you had texted me saying that you may not be able to make it. So I I just decided to start recording. That's usually how. If by text, I, I, I assume you mean that I scrawled by and sent by Raven. I assume that's what you must mean. I didn't see a bird emoji on that text. I'm sorry. Um, but it's okay. What I is mean, this you, nefarious you came plan to the podcast. To- What's this nefarious plan to uh, take out so- the back of someone's leg? Is one of my really, enemies? It better be. I'm really sure you you you, you misheard that. I, I definitely don't have any plans to uh, rupture your Achilles and, and take you out of the series. I don't know what series we'd be referring to in this context. So definitely, I don't know. I mean, I've the, seri- the series. The series, I think, is you know me just trying to maintain my crown which apparently is at even more risk than I thought. You know, there was even rumors of a, a dragon queen that's coming for me. Now, I did hear that, you know, she might be down a couple of her parent dragons, so maybe I shouldn't be so worried about that. And look, since you weren't here to counsel me, I even got engaged, I guess, to a sailor here who is supposed to, pre- you know, I had to go to him for protection uh, with his fleet because you guys are, I couldn't get a hold of you guys. I was getting worried. And I don't even like this guy. He's real sleazy, but, you know, what am I supposed to do? I, I did take credit for killing one of the dragons, I think, so maybe he's confident, but... All right, Drew, I need to level with you. You've won every battle, and I respect that, but you're losing the war, and, and I just like to be on the right side of, of things, of history. Wait, so whose side are you on? The Dragon Queen or some some other uh, cont- competitor? I really don't like this from, from name, Dragon Queen, all right? I'm not, I'm not feeling... <laughs> I'm feeling like you're referring to me, even though I know the, sh- <laughs> I, I know the show is always about me usually uh, when it comes to Brooklyn Rebound. But 
But like, I'll just say, let me speak for Viserina E Nam over here. And there is no, there's no treason going on. There's no coup. There's no mutiny. None of that's happening. And your crown is what you're thinking of losing. It's probably your crown royale whiskey, which you need to refill up on. Probably that's what you're getting on, getting to. Yeah, because heavy lies. The hand that grips that Crown Royale whiskey, I had to pour a lot of it out. It was too heavy, like I said. Yeah. So now I don't have much whiskey. And Lord, I'm, you're supposed to send me in some. I, I, I would assume that's one of your roles is to send me backups. That hasn't arrived. That's so true. I've got, I don't even have a drink at all right now here. I mean, I guess I did just say I was with you guys in Brooklyn. I've, uh, for the listener, I assume this is being recorded like all of our councils. All right, I'm not actually there. I'm still hiding out in Echo Park. But I did bust you guys via online right now, via Google Hangout. I d- and you, I guess you did just admit that you were two-timing me. Well, all right, all right. Let's just, l- let me call it out here, okay? We are, we may be doing a coup on you, but it's not for your Achilles. It's for your meniscus crucial lig- ligament, all right? The MCL. We're going for that one, not the ACL. The ACL, you can, you'll probably be out for a while. You'll probably need rehab, you know, be something like three to five months. We're probably going to go for the MCL. Well, you just need to be, like, laying in bed a little bit. Eric knows what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Wait a minute. So, did you only join my council in the first place, not not because you... You know, uh, regard me as the king of the pod, which I am again, but but just because you are coveting my fresh young meniscuses, or I don't know how many I have, but I need, ACLs it, I need, and all that. I need your meniscus to give to Harry Kane so he can play in the Champions League yeah, final. Yeah, we do need that. That's for sure. Yeah. Go Spurs. Guys, I got to be honest. I don't care about that stuff. You know, uh, this is supposed to be the council where I combat my enemies, but also we discuss game of thrones the television series and you guys what are you guys i you guys are are talking about something called a, a hot spur what the hell even is that well if you've if you've ever had a cold spur you'll know the difference don't the only cold spur i know is lamarcus aldridge in the playoffs am i right got him yeah you seem pretty committed to this do you have something you want to say about the the game of the thrones oh no not really i mean uh you know, I still like don't. I still think the show's pretty bad now. But you know, the episode was it was okay. I mean, there was a couple parts I was like, yeah, it's I got some type of vibe of like the how the show used to be. But then overall, I'm just still like stupid plotting for the sake of convenience of the plot. Just to have this conflict, uh, conflict rather. They're gonna turn. I guess Daenerys is going Mad Queen. That's how what they're setting up. It seems like. But you know, it's just could just have her not be so. St- stupid in terms of like how you're writing her to make these dumb mistakes in battle and such and you know also Euron Greyjoy I guess his fleet is just invisible all the time because no one knows no scouts can ever see it or they're just Danny and her allies just have no scouts ever because because why would they I mean that's just what you would do in a war you know you might send someone ahead in a boat be like who's you know is someone in my home like staked out with a huge fleet that's gonna kill one of my dragons but fine whatever and you know maybe something like oh i don't know john snow telling uh his two sisters that aren't really his sisters that he's not he's their cousin whatever this whole crazy secret maybe i would want to see their reaction to that instead of cutting the camera away you know things like that get me down but you know there's a couple good things i don't know what do you think lord hand i know you like to counsel me you like to counsel me that the show is good yeah, I'm perfectly willing to let them, you know, race toward this finish line. I feel like the things where they knew the story was going to end 
it probably could have taken them four or five more seasons to get it done at the pace at which, you know, we've seen the rest of the show creep. I don't really have much of a problem with the accelerationists, you know, bent to the writing here. And we got two more episodes left. Uh, I think we should, you know, cherish the the moments that the show is going to give us while we can. Um, I think even though it was... You know, logically, it was not great. If I were on one of those ships, I would be pissed that we didn't have scouts and that the dragon that gave us the huge advantage was taken out by scorpion bolts just within just within seconds, stepping foot on the court, like Paul George in the Olympics. <laughs> ah. Didn't he get hurt at practice, too? Yeah, he did get hurt at practice. <laughs> Damn. Shout out to AI. Rhaegal the dragon was in practice earlier that day, or episode, was looking pretty beat up, hobbling around, but the, the equivalent of of uh, hobbling around the court there, but Daenerys is still like, I don't care. I'm bring. I'm not just the whole troops that are worn out, but the dragon. Everyone's coming down for the full court press, and that's what happens if you don't do proper conditioning. Your players get hurt, or in this case, fucking die. You're gonna turn over the ball, and when you turn over the ball, dragons die. Usually, that's how it goes, right? That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't know why so many people are so upset with. Daenerys making dumb decisions and, and blaming making that a failure of the show or casting that as a failure of the show like Daenerys's hubris has been out like we've talked about this like it's been out here as a central tenet of her character so I don't know I guess it's because it's not it's not just her I mean I guess it, they could set up like they did with Sansa Stark you know they're at odds makes sense fine Sansa counsels that they should rest which they probably should have and she's looking right now. And the conflict, Danny doesn't want John to tell her because of that. She's right. That's all that stuff I'm fine with. But then, but when you look at the broader thing, like it's not just her, literally. Also, Jon Snow's in the council room. He makes dumb moves too, but in general, in the past, he's been a decent tactician. And everyone else is supposed to be there, whatever, Grey or whoever. In the past, her character made mistakes too for hubris, maybe some things, but what got her there was still competence in like the troops or whatever. So, like, you could still tell the story of the someone who's from... She thinks it's her crown. She doesn't know the people, right? And that's getting her in trouble. And this happened still. But, like, may, and maybe it is because of... I think it is because of the accelerated pace. But, yeah, I want a couple more episodes to set this up better and not just have your aunt magical, like... Basically, if you look at what happened, start, and this started last season, I think, whenever Danny came over, which was the beginning of last season, right? She seemed to have this huge advantage, and you're like, how is Cersei going gonna even make it even for a fight right but all it is is just like oh the Greyjoy or Yara's fleet gets taken out easily like that sneak attack by Euron now Euron's over here with another sneak attack now Euron's over here with a sneak attack they basically just made one character to like do this jump all around and you could say it's time has passed fine but like he just keeps popping out that's why I said it's like his fleet invisible like he's just gonna pop out here and there and then even now, like, they're splitting up the army. Jon Snow's coming down. Why? Why is split up the army? Like, it's just for the sake of this convenience, I think. And Tyrion's a fucking idiot, too, honestly. He's one of the dumbest people now, it seems like. Another way to get the advantage, have Cersei have some advantages to have his character, like, start trying to appeal to her or believe that she's not terrible. That really doesn't make much sense So to me, so... I think his character is getting... Well, you'd think that moment well, that moment at the end of the episode where Mazda got uh, disassembled. <laughs> she did get disassembled. Into two <laughs> yeah. pieces, at least. <laughs> yeah. That moment between Tyrion and Cersei talking wasn't, like, quality or, like, you didn't think it was... Because I thought it was great. I think it was the last point, the last time you're going to see Cersei be any type of... Show any type of human 
anything really you know like she, she didn't they, show any type of human stuff what do you no talking? she she did she gave stank face in one way where she she wanted to fart and then the other one was where she may wanted to pee a little bit and then she went back to just completely taking a dump i know but that's the, uh, that's that's all right she's not she's literally human yes with bodily functions even though i think you're reading a little <laughs> uh, too much into whatever they were but I'm no, saying no, no, no. I can I can cut the screenshots. You can see her her pee right, face fine, versus her poop face, well, and it, <laughs> it makes no. Do you not do you not agree with this, uh, though, Lord Hand? Like it makes no sense to me that at this point in the show that Tyrion and it even started in the finale last year that Tyrion thinks he could trust anything or appeal to her in any sense. Like, what's the point? You knew it wasn't gonna work. Like everyone knows that. Yeah, but he had to try. I think I don't know. Uh, I don't think it made any sense not to try. I mean, he. He knew that it wasn't going to work. You could see it in the, like on the actor's face when when he was pleading with Kyron, like "Help me stop this," um, and getting yeah, nowhere. Of course, it's um, not going to work either. But I, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just like don't. It's just never going to be me watching this show and saying, "Oh, that would never happen," because like literally it did. And then uh, like our job as viewers is to find would be to find reasons like why or or or, or see go back and see where they were telegraphing that move, and now we can see it. You know, these characters aren't all super competent. These characters aren't infallible. And, like, that's going to get them fucked up. I just don't, uh, to me, like, I, I get the point you make, but of something like this with a Tyrion thing specifically, all right, forget all Danny's bad, bad battle moves. Fine, you, that's part of the character, maybe. Or, or it's just what happens. But this specific thing between Tyrion and Cersei, to me, is not... It's just not, they did not set it up at all, like, for why he's suddenly acting like this. Like, he should hate her, and that's, like, it at this point. Like, that nothing happened where he would start, I just don't see anything, nothing happened on the show where he would start going anything less than, less than hating her. I don't, I just don't. I don't think that he was talking to her on, uh, like, at the gates like that because he, like, loves his sister again. No, I no, I know. trying but... to save lives. Like, just, like, beg, like begging her to help him <sighs> save lives. I guess, I guess not, not even just hating her, but, like, not, like, trying to reason with her in any way. I, I just don't see why. But it's, mo I, it's even more about what happened last season when they had their little, like... And also, even from her perspective, I feel like she would have just killed him last season when he came in. I don't know. And again, it's possible that I'm putting some book stuff into the, my thoughts on the characters, but, because they're... Even in the book, she's more of a she's more of an evil character. Even than on the sh on the show, they softened her a touch, and on the show, they softened Tyrion more than a touch with how he acts. But mm. but still, I, I don't know. Uh, I I do really think it's for the sake of keeping him around. And I still I don't see why he like. I mean, Danny has said things now like why did I, she's gotten mad at him, but like basically having him as as her like one of her main advisors has been nothing short of a disaster and i, I like to give you a hard time lord hand because uh, your track record for being my hand is certainly far from clean but that being said i think you're doing clearly a way better job than Tyrion, who's done has he done anything useful for her i would argue no at this point what do you mean uh yes sorry go ahead no I'm... didn't he broker the meeting with uh, him and snow and uh and daenerys wasn't wasn't it his idea to have that meeting? I, I believe, but I would argue that that was not a bad move on Daenerys' part, too. What's come of this? She went up north. She lost a good chunk of her army. She found out that the person she went to help is her 
actual main competitor now in her eyes and has a better has a better uh you know right to the throne or you know better claim to the throne like in hindsight 2020 i feel like she obviously shouldn't have gone north at all i mean or certainly at least not brought her whole army up there with i mean how often do you get a chance to fuck your nephew though yeah but i mean depending on what family you're in and ride dragons together (laughs) at the same time yeah, shoot or shoot. No, I think Tyrion's job has been to temper her worst impulses, and until now, he's been really good at it. Well, has he? He tried to get, stop her from burning the Tarly's lab, which he wasn't able to do. Sure, sure. When did he temper the the impulse? So the only so now I think like the the impulse he tempered and him and Varys and whoever else did this was for her not last season at the beginning just to go raise the Red Keep with Drogon, right? And now, in hindsight, that is probably what she should have done. More people well, have de- are yeah, die. Yeah, I understand. I understand that. Uh, yeah, that would have been particularly brutal and and morally wrong. Um, and then his counsel in the last season, like, did get her up north. It did. It did like seal that deal. Like she she had to go north to save the people she was trying to save from Cersei from the army of the dead. Again, and there's a difference between politics and like literally saving lives and all that. But she's playing a political game. It's looking like a bad move to me because they're not. She's not getting credit for it now either. Even in the show at the beginning of the episode, everyone loves Jon Snow. She's like she sees how alone she is. The people down south don't know what's happened. It's not like that. It's on the news or whatever. And Cersei's, you know, now bringing them out. It's you know, what I'm saying like it's it was a bad move to do this whole northern excursion. Which I'm I'm not faulting the show on this point. I mean, that's part of, like, how the drama unfolds. Like, I'm, that's fine, but but I'm just saying it. Thinking it from a monarch like I am, you know, as the king of the pod, I'm just looking at her mistakes. Like, I'm glad I didn't make those moves. And then, so some of it is, like, just because it's, it's what the storyline is, and some of it's for sake of convenience for moving pieces around. But if I, I would really like to, you know, do, uh, I don't know, just sit down, like, Popovich or something, draw up a, a diagram <laughs> here of how, what she should have done, which... I mean, I won't go over it. I'm still thinking of it. But really, she should have. Once she came over, she probably should have just burned down. She did talk about breaking the damn wheel. All right, she's not doing that. Go. She should have burned down, at least try to get Cersei or whoever at the top. Maybe you had to kill a few innocent people, but you could have still probably spared most of the most of the people in King's Landing. That's before they were able to figure out exactly what's going on, build the, all these weapons and stuff. You shouldn't have, like, her moves going back to last season of, like, splitting all the armies up different places. Like, Tyrion's plan to take Castor of the Rock backfired, too. That was dumb. All this stuff. Leave the Dothraki down. I think I mentioned last time. No reason, even if you go up north, no reason to bring them. That's not what they're good at. Fighting dead people, you know. It's a open field battle against humans. If she would have left them down, at least she would have that part of the army to still work with. Because they did well last I don't know. I'm not going to go out through all this now, but it's just like from a fellow monarch, I'm just having a regret for her, you know. And by the way, is is Tyrion akin to a Brad Stevens figure who he has this reputation for being a great advisor, a smart guy, but now we're seeing some of the facade crack away. What do you guys think about that one? Well, and now he's got a choice to make. Do I do I trust and, and, and stick with the insane person or do I move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is pretty insane. <laughs> He's a bit of a white walker. He he wants to he wants to build the wall back up. I think at north. So I guess we can you know I know you guys want to talk 
soccer and whatnot, but do you want to uh, talk a little more about that? I could talk more about the episode all day as usual, but I don't yeah. want to Well, I didn't want to bring but, up um, some, some things about the episode. And, you know, you mentioned about, like, what Daenerys could have done and, and what is she going to do now that she lost one of her, her kids. And, well, first and foremost, like, when that moment happened where the get-over-here scorpion just drilled right through, was it, which dragon was it? That died. Rhaegal. Rhaegal and and Drogon named and, after Rhaegar, her yeah, brother, and, who's really John's father. And, and Drogon's still chilling, right? He's still alive, right? Yeah. So when that happened, right Burn in the moment, yeah, right in the moment, I was just like, "Yo, you know what would be funny if this ship just came through and just punctured him." I'm sure a lot of people predicted it, but like, I think I was just like tired and just thinking, and I was watching it at like 2 a.m. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, fuck that dragon. So when the dragon got killed, I thought about like, hey, so Cersei lost three kids. Daenerys had three kids. A lot of kids are being killed up in this mm-hmm. thing. Is there a lot of... I wanted to ask you guys, as this opening, is there a lot of chat about like that similarity between like losing kids? Uh, to be I honest, I haven't. I actually haven't seen that too much. It's not a. That's a pretty decent point you're bringing up there, Lord. Num. I will say that if it follows the same way, that means Drogon's going to commit suicide next episode. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's going to climb the tower. And why not? Because his mom is being so dumb now. Yeah. And no. Crazy. Yeah. Mom's being crazy. It's bat shit crazy. Yeah. And you know. Treating animals really, you know, uh, malnourished animals, not letting them have rest. Like, this is Michael Vick shit right here. Like, Daenerys is definitely mistreating... Well, she didn't make the dragons fight each other. I mean, I guess they kind of did at the one she, point. She so literally so. did. She literally well, did. Well, she yeah. didn't she make couldn't, them. She I couldn't mean, stop it them. Was, it was already taken over. By but, them. I know, but she encouraged that environment. So that's, that's really her fault, ultimately. And... So Danny's got a lot of flaws, mainly mistreating animals, one of them. But also her hubby or not hubby uh, is mistreating ghosts, like yeah, not giving uh, yeah, them any love, like no pet, no hug. Like, you know, I mean, he's going with he's going up north and going into the wild. Basically, but any dog that goes upstate is never a good thing. It's never a th- good thing when a dog goes upstate. Except my yeah. Well, and he didn't even have the decency to white fang him. He just, like, just left. He gave him a head nod. Who gives a dog a head nod? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, it's probably... I give all my dogs head nods. Ghost probably will be safer away from John. you know? Yeah. It's fine. Like, he can have a good life. I mean, I don't know if they're setting it up to for John to reconnect with him. But, I mean, it seems like John's going to die anyway, but who knows? Like, he died before. It could be a... I don't know, but... I don't know if death is final. I mean, I guess the person that resurrected him is dead, so... So let's go into that. This time, let's, do, let's go into the meat and bones. Who's going to die, like, top two, top three, dead, not alive, just dead? Well, we didn't talk about Jamie, but I do feel that... You know, there's a scene with... So Brian and Jamie get it on, and then he leaves. But it seemed to me from that that there's... That he's, like, planning to not... Planning to essentially go kill Cersei and, and not live himself because... I don't buy that he wants to just go back to Cersei legitimately. It makes no sense, even in this show. And he and he like decided to make this move after he had heard about what happened with the troops and whatever. You know that they Danny took another L, and then more people are probably gonna die. But I feel like he's pl- not planning to come back either. That's why he's like treating Bran badly, like saying he's bad, and so she won't. You know, she won't like try to go after him or whatever. You know? That's opposite effect. Anytime, like, everyone knows, anytime a guy's asked, like, the bad guy or the bad boy, the girl's gonna chase him and fall in love. Like, that's how you, 
That's how you uh, get well, to Well, she arguably already was kind of in love with him. I mean, like, so... Yeah. It's kind of like how Arya in the, in the first season gets rid of Nymeria by, like, throwing stones type of thing because it's safer for... That's how I'm taking it as, like, who knows what they're writing on the show, but that's that's what I'm thinking is gonna, gonna go on. But also, so it seems like it's telegraphed Jamie's gonna kill Cersei. Maybe it's a murder-suicide deal. But also, Arya's going down there. Now, it's gonna be ridiculous if Arya kills Cersei, the other main villain on the show as well, like... It's just too much of it happens, in my opinion. And I think a lot of... I don't think I'll be alone on that one. I mean, that's just... that. What's, you know... there got to be some twist in that regard. Maybe she's going to help Sandor kill his brother or whatever. I, I don't know. That also kind of felt like more of a send-off for her than it did, like, the beginning of another adventure. Like, that was real Lord of the Rings to me. I know, but we're going to see her again with two more episodes left. Like one well, of definitely, but, like, I mean... I don't think it was a series rap on Arya, but I do think it was a series arc rap on Arya. Also, why do you think... It was a little curious to me where she said she's not coming back to the North, or she doesn't plan to come back to the North. I don't know. And it was after she found out about Jon Snow, but, which, again, we didn't see, which was kind of ridiculous. So mm. does that have something to do with it? Like, why wouldn't she want him home at this point after she well, saved day and all that? Well, there's nothing there for her. Like, would you go back to Cleveland? Like, would I go back to Little Rock? Like... She's, I, she, she literally said the line from the first episode, that's not me. Like, I, she's About just being not, a lady, yes, I know that. There. Yeah, why would she hang out in a castle? She doesn't want to go to suburbs well, she, anymore, man. She, wants she to doesn't have to, like, live there. I, I'm not saying she has to, like, live in Winterfell, even, but, like, just saying she's not coming back doesn't... I kind of feel like she would want to be, like, the protector of the North or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think she owes them anymore. Also, back to Inam's point, if you've seen the Always Sunny episode, Mac and Dennis move to the suburbs, you know what happens out there. One of them makes mac and cheese every day and then eventually gets <laughs> thrown against. Have you ever been in a storm, Bran? Yeah. Well, I don't think either Sandor or Arya is cooking any dinner in this. I guess one of them has to, but um, they're not really. Yeah, they're not the suburban types. Well, who else do you guys think is dying? I mean, so we think John's dying, Danny's dying, or, or what's? So Varys is changing sides again. It seems like he's. Oh, Varys is dead. So also, is Tyrion um against going to be against Danny now because he? If the way their conversation ended, if he's still on Danny's side, he basically has to go right to her and be like, "We can't trust Varys now. He's plotting against you, and we got to kill him." Right? If he doesn't do that, then he's basically against her. Yeah. Um. I don't know. They didn't really telegraph it. But, I mean, that's, in theory, that's would have to be the case, right? I mean, that is, like, treason or whatever you're talking about. I had a Danny really has no that, friends though. now. Yeah, I had a problem what? with that, that Varys turns, he just turns, like, so, he turns so hard so quickly. Like, I know. It's in it, his character, but, yeah. No, but I know it's also in, in because of, the, in lieu of, like, the show ending, like, you have to, mm-hmm. but, like, the way he turned, there's literally, like, he took a K turn. He just went, like, mm-hmm. turned right, backed up, and then went all the way and turned around when he's been like the uh i don't know just the expert the all-knowing being of the whole show and all the information and he's taking one bit of information not and rejecting all other points of views immediately it didn't really add up in that sense i i get that you have to create internal conflict within this administration of Danny's but at the same time like there's there's so many opportunities for for them to explore uh I don't know like what if Tyrion was the one like I think it would be more interesting if Tyrion was turning or something like that on that than Varys just because then you really elevate one character and and Tyrion who is one of the stars as opposed to just Varys now just knows that like oh Varys is dead 
Like, they're probably just going to kill him or Well, I don't know him. if he is dead. I mean, like, he might still keep... He is the type of character to keep living. Why would he want to? He's got no penis. I don't get it. I don't know. Well, he's why? done it this long. He, he doesn't know what he's missing at this point. he got to take him when he was a kid. I so. guess so, yeah. But here's the thing with, with Varys. It is kind of weak how he's talking about, like, he does it for the realm to save people when he's already let a ton of carnage happen, right? So he could have probably saved more people if he wanted to. This is a thing that I think is just going to be a change from the book because in the books, they're setting up... They seem to be setting up that Varys is really a supporter of this other Aegon who's people think is like a fake Aegon or whatever but like he seems to be like supporting this other sect of Targaryens away from the mainland which Danny's from right so that seems to be where it's going in the book so but they don't have the, this, that whole plot line's not in the show so in the show they're just saying he's doing it for the realm which he does make claims like that in the book too but it seems like if you can like figure out what's going on it seems like he's what he's really doing is supporting these other people and even in the first season he's talking to Illyrio who Danny and Viserys were with and like they're like friends like they're like conspiring together but that part is just pretty much out now so of the show so they have to still keep him around to have him do something so he's like doing it for the realm or whatever he says but but as i said like he's still letting people die all the time so it's really false whatever do you even know what i'm talking about uh lord hand with the book stuff yeah no i remember all of that um i just think like Varys picks his horse and like when he's wrong he he, he knows that he was wrong and he, he picks again yeah, no, that is consistent of the show character. Yeah, I do think he wants a ruler that will be good for the people. Like, I, I don't think that's, like, inconsistent with any of his characterizations thus far. I think, like, he f- he's noticing that Danny might not be the real thing, so he's moving on. So is he going to try to have Daenerys killed in the next episode? And let's if say so, yes. How? Let's, let's say yes. He's done it before. Here's something I was thinking, too. I don't know if it would go this route, and I don't think this character would kill Daenerys or actively conspire against her but i was thinking about gray worm like what if he just like quits or whatever like because he saw his love get killed they were already talking about leaving her when the wars won or whatever in the other mm-hmm. episode i kind of think it would be a, a decent plot move for him to just be like i'm done i'm not gonna fight for you anymore or whatever i and then that'll be her last piece to fall away and then she really goes crazy because that's like i can own- i can see that or i can see him going like full berserk now that's probably what they're gonna do. It's more cinematic for like they gotta have still a fighting character left to fuck shit up. But I mean, I think if she does go full Mad Queen, whatever, it's gonna be like she's not gonna be doing with her what army she has left. She's just gonna be like burning people alive with Drogon. But also, yeah. I mean, let's talk about I guess the preview. Did you watch the preview for the next episode? Mm-hmm. So they kind of telegraph something where uh, something she she has some trick up her sleeve because like they have the shot of Euron looking up surprised. It has to be something more than just Drogon, because why would that surprise him? And he already fu- wrecked shop on them so far, he'd be confident still, even if she rides back on Drogon. So, it seems to me like there's more dragons coming from somewhere, but what do you think's going on with that? Could there be more dragons Dorn? alive in the world like that are in Dragonstone that she can bring now? I don't, I don't know. This could be. I kind of think maybe they're not dragons. Maybe it's uh, it's something coming from Dorne or Yara. Well, wh- what? Something in the sky? Like a, a tribute, trebuchet. Bolt, bullet whatever <laughs> boulder i don't know i mean you don't use trebuchets in the water i mean like this this is you know what it is guys know. it's it's a whole bunch of uh lattes from starbucks that's that's coming through all right 
But, oh, I see what you're doing there, Lardnum. That wasn't a gaffe, a t a just a ridiculous gaffe by the editing team slash production team to leave a full uh, a Starbucks cup in front of Danny in Winterfell. It was it was just a setup for next episode when Euron gets pelted with, with Grande. Uh, yeah, it's hot, man. Have you, you've burnt yourself with coffee before. I mean, I've, I've, Many times. I've yeah. been a barista for a I mean, time. she's uh, running out of dragons, years. so she's got to resort to some other hot resource. And caution, while hot. All sipping. I think that's going to be releasing the Kraken on Euron right there. So, I mean, if there was but, a real Kraken, that'd be dope because that's, you know, if Euron gets eaten by a Kraken from the sea that Yara finds or something. Again, it's coming overhead. I think it's going to be Dragon X Machina up in, up in episode five. Interesting. My prediction. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, probably it's going to be a Dragon. Probably it's going to be Drogon. But we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be Drogon with a bunch of little Drogons that. I mean, th the only problem with my theory is, like, how could... Dragons wouldn't be big enough if she just finds a way to, like, hash them. But maybe they were already the dragon eggs. Or maybe they already got hashed and they're to, like... Well, they'd still be small. I don't know. It really doesn't make sense. But again, that's... I just think they're going to do something that doesn't make that much sense. Going back to Tyrion real quick. Like I've been saying, he's been fucking up. He hasn't shown value. So I guess if he's not going to fully conspire against Daenerys right here and take her out... He's got to have some plan, like some final plan that's going to work for her. So maybe that would have something to do with like, oh, we can get these dragons somehow or whatever. We're on Dragonstone. Like, it's going to be something to do with Dragonstone. Except also how, I mean, we saw they're there in the, well, they were there after that scene anyway. Well, if Euron and, and, the, and his fleet were staking that out, why didn't they, t how did they not take the castle as well? Or at least, you know, if, even if they couldn't get into the castle and storm it, why not like post some people up to prevent Danny and everyone else from getting back? like blockading it or whatever like why didn't that happen that doesn't make sense really does it good question i i mean i guess like we're just left to assume that they didn't like the iran didn't see holding dragonstone as a tactical advantage he, he would have preferred the ambush boy it seemed like they could just do both i'm saying like after the ambush worked and they all their ships got fucked up and they went ashore like i don't see why he was didn't have people there like where's the golden company all maybe some of them were on the ships with them but like why, why wouldn't they be there Oh, we're going to see the Golden Company um, this week. No, I'm sure we will. But no elephants, of course, unless unless that was a trick they're pulling on us, and they really do have them. Maybe that's what you're on seeing, flying Dumbo elephants in the no, sky? They got... <laughs> yeah, and they switch dope. sides and go against Cersei? Yeah, man. I think they definitely will be elephants just because, you know, they killed off the dragon. They cut some costs there. Maybe the elephants are cheaper to make, so on CGI-wise. They're, they're getting sending ghosts away, get cutting that cost. Yeah, exactly. So you, now you just got Dumbo coming through and stampeding while on a ship for no fucking reason because they're, they're useful there. You know, you mentioned Tyrion, and I don't, I'm sure this is something you guys have talked in previous shows, or maybe, uh, maybe I just threw it out there way, way back when, when we were doing like season six and stuff. But Tyrion to being like the king of the, sh the throne. Is that still uh, like a likable or realistic or probable thing that he's going to be on the throne at the end after everyone else is dead? No, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, he has no claim to it, obviously, but neither did Cersei. So no, I forgot that. I forgot that. The, the I guess probably the important pat, uh, fact is: is he actually a Targaryen, not a Lannister? Uh, in the books, yes. In the uh, television show, no. Right. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of hinting at that in the books, which I'm not a fan of that, but it, it might well happen. I think it kind of ruins, in my opinion, the Tywin Tyrion being so alike in some ways storyline. To me, it ruins it a little bit if he's not really Tywin's actual son, but whatever. Uh, George R. R. Martin loves his secret Targaryens, 
plot lines but uh in the show there's certainly no basis for that no but again in the show you don't need to like you can apparently just take the throne of your cersei with no literally no you know claim or anything and people will just some people will just go with it i mean that's still part of my whole thing well there's what doesn't make sense i mean there's a pattern in the show of like all the main stars that are bastards their parent one of the parents hate them which is not their actual parent right so you know with uh who besides john or well no who are you even talking about yeah john john snow is hated well his parents don't hate them they're just dead no no i mean uh he's not not real mom lady stark okay like, stepmom i guess yeah. yeah 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 and then you know they hinted at that and then uh any other ba- uh you know ramsey bolton you know like he kind of just like uh you're just like a bastard son you know like he treated him like shit and yeah, yeah. and tywin lannister treated you know Tyrion like shit the whole time so like you know those those commonalities in the show I, you shouldn't. I don't think you should really look past. And you're saying that they're hinting that in the in the book. Uh, there, if you look back of all the times, you already know that w- w- the relationship between the two and how it ended with the crossbow killing Tyrion. I feel like that could play out. And but it, if it were to play out, it would have been a little earlier. But you know, yeah, if I that so. if that's the sharp turn they take, that would probably it would. I don't know if it would make me mad. Or I would just be like, yeah, called it, you know, like, he actually is a Targaryen. Because they already had that reveal of one Targaryen, so what, are they going to throw on another one, you know, so. No, they're not going to do it in the show, but, yeah, no, in the books it could not. be interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying about these bastards, I mean, if it's like, I guess Tyrion would be a bastard. Because in the book they say that the Mad King was in love with Tywin's wife, and that's why they think that happened. So I guess he would be a bastard because they weren't married, so even though they're royal... So it would be like, Ramsey actually is a bastard. Everyone knows he is. It's real. Mm-hmm. Jon Snow thinks he is, but isn't. Tyrion doesn't think he is, but is. Like, I guess it could be like three down the line, things like that. Right. Three different takes on it, but I don't or, know. Or we find out Tyrion is actually a dragon. He's just a full-on dragon. That's the twist for next episode. Here's what here's what's going to happen then. Yeah, I like that. So Danny goes full Mad Queen, finds out Tyrion's been two-timing a little bit. He's just not happy with him. She fucking just lights him up with on, on fire. But like those dragon eggs, he just turns into a dragon. And that's what Euron's looking at next episode. Like, what the fuck? It's a Lannister uh, dragon coming in from the sky? I'll sing the praises of the show if they d- make that twist next episode. Then I'll be back on board. That would be lit. Yeah. Even if she just kills Tyrion, and as part, if they're doing the Mad Queen storyline, she should just fucking kill Tyrion then, and Varys, like, light him up. But, you know, they're, I, the way they've set Tyrion up on the show, he's, like, the noble, you know, the golden child, so no pun intended. With so you think Mad Queen's going to happen? Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe it's going to be a thing where they take it to the precipice, and she's like, no, I'm not going to be like that. Maybe that happens. I don't know, but they're clearly setting up, like, losing all her allies, losing her friends, specifically her two best friends are dead arguably her two only friends i would i guess she has this whole she's getting you know the looks on her face like i I don't know i mean she has right to be upset about this stuff to some regard it's not like making it's not like you're crazy if you're upset about your uh, your life going badly but i mean i don't know it seems like that's what they're saying are we done with sansa and brienne are they not gonna be like after this really like that's it do you think we're gonna no, I mean, they could also be setting up Sansa to be the queen or whatever. Or I don't know if she's going to be the literal queen of the Seven Kingdoms, but the 
just the ruler of the north and like she gets the upper hand over everyone that seems kind of to me like what they might be doing as well if danny does in fact die especially maybe yeah she's gonna feature prominently in the last episode for sure because like whoever wins the north is not going to be ruled by a southerner so yeah and the north is arguably as well in the best uh i feel like each episode i pick a different word to say over and over again this time it's arguably but the north is probably in the best shape it's been in a while at this point if the threat of the White Walkers is actually gone, which I don't even want to get into that, but if it ah. is, the Wildlings and the Lords up there are probably having their best, their most peaceful time with each other at any point in the recent history at this point. I mean, the biggest threat to Sansa, I guess, is Cersei still, but like she's dealing with other shit. I, maybe she would try to send someone up to retrieve Sansa or kill her if she even still cares, but she's. I, it feels like Sansa and the North in general are at their safest point, weirdly, right now. Now, who knows what could ever happen? John and Danny die. Cersei gets total control. Then I guess there's problems, maybe. But it, it seems to me like that that it's in decent shape at this point, given how the rest of the series has gone. Yeah, I mean, tactically that's true, but also, like, more than half of the people who lived there died. Yeah. And again, it's hard to tell exactly what that means with, with the show, like, who's dead. They're just probably people out of nowhere. But, yeah, no, they're not doing well. But, I mean, who is... I'm trying to think who is doing well. I guess... You know, it seems like the Lannisters should be about done, but then she still has some troops, and she got the Skull and Company. The uh, the Reach is like, I guess, lost a lot of people in their their war as well, signing with the Lannister Lannisters. But they should have some people. The Vale, I guess, lost people in this in the War up North here, but they still have some people. I don't know. Are we gonna see Sweet Robin Aaron again? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem likely. But um, I guess Dorn. They said Dorn is a new prince, whoever the hell that would be. But they didn't. Dorn didn't actually lose many troops at all because they didn't really fight in the wars. So they should be in decent shape, I guess. If they, if the people all got an alliance, if there was like a Dorn North alliance, they could maybe go from either side. If Cersei does get control again, but it, I mean, all this is a moot point. I think is this just not the way. Well, there's no time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Where Where is Super Dario? Well, that's another point. Why wouldn't Danny, she should have listened to Sansa, let the troops chill for a couple months, uh, recall Dario from Essos, be like, my man, why don't you pop back over the sea here with, with your all your troops and reinvigorate my troops over here? That obviously would have been a smart move. So yeah, that's that's another thing that was dumb. She should have done that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she should have. Like, she's very fallible. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's what we got. I don't know. Do you guys want to uh, discuss anything else? Predictions or anything like that? I just want to say that the one thing in this entire show, in its entire run, other than the on-screen rape, that I feel betrayed by is the, and this is erasure, I feel like I've been personally wronged, erasure of the platonic friendship between Jamie and Brienne, and now like, oh, they had to fuck, well, like, one of them had yeah. to like, give a tearful goodbye, like, I, I don't know. Men and women can be friends. I mean, they could have, and the show definitely could have gone that way. Now, if we're taking the books back into account, which... Obviously, you guys know I love to do. It is pretty well set up that they have romantic feelings for each other. We're literally in their heads. At least from Brienne's perspective, it's definitely set up that she's like into Jamie, um, and mm. and her character is like someone who likes to, you know, even though she's supposed to be like the ugly, huge, hulking beast, whatever. Which of course the actress isn't that ugly or anything, but you know, it's the TV show, fine. She's like that, but it's contrasted by that she actually likes like the pretty boy type of guy. Like, that's what she's into. Well set up, yeah, liking Renly. 
And so she transfers that onto Jamie. That's pretty clearly set up in the books. And again, you're in her head, so I think it's right. And on Jamie's side, you're in his head too. And they have a lot of passages of him being like attracted to her and he thinks it's weird. Like they're setting up a sexual thing in the book, so whatever. Who knows in the books, we might not even get to it, but they're at least setting that up. So I don't have that much problem with that. But on the show, I agree, like they could have just make a platonic thing. I think that would have been cool. Definitely, especially he united her and all that. I would have been certainly fine with it. So I, I see your point as well. And I would have, yeah, maybe preferred that even myself. But, you know, then they don't have the drama that they got to do this. So, yeah, it's it's all manufactured a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it was that forced, though. Like, I mean, you could see that their friendship. I, don't I, don't I mean, they were both in traumatic experience together. I mean, that's generally people kind of like there's so many stories of like veterans uh you know female male uh that have like served together and they ended up being a couple based on that you know unified trauma that they had and shared experiences wise uh so i think it i understand what you're saying uh lord hand is just like they didn't have to go that route but like i think they are the couple that I think most of the show has always wanted to like for Brienne, who has always been a job first kind of gal, you know, just doing her thing, you know, getting up in the career in the world, you know, up the ladder and then and then just humbling a guy who's had everything, you know, and having this dynamic couple that, you know, generally would meet maybe at a happy hour you know probably just fuck once but now they had to build up their work relationship and eventually you know once one of them left the job they could start dating and fucking you know like it it was it was hands off for a little bit you know but now they they got it but now he's like you know what you know this is good but i gotta i gotta go back to the company and check in if i if i got a raise or not and we're about to find out if jamie's gonna get that raise pay grade of like what two-time uh king slayer right is that is that is that yeah, like king king slash queen slayer sister slayer who knows what and yeah to your point as well it was kind of a drunken fuck party at that point after the battle so everyone was kind of pairing up if you're podrick you're you're getting you're getting two for one no podrick stuff, so. penis again i mean perfect opportunity yeah if they were gonna gonna bang it out it, that would have been the time it makes sense you know but yeah, I could definitely see. I could definitely see it either way. Also, it seems like our last opportunity to have seen the hog. We're just not going to see the hog. I mean, who knows? Epis- the fu- the finale. Maybe everyone <laughs> dies next time, and, and episode six is literally it's it's pod with a, with the hog out. Girls are just lining up, and we're seeing it. Yep. Maybe Robin Aaron comes back in. He's mm. getting in on the brothel action, just uh, milk titty wise. You know, he's into all that stuff. So we could, and then Bra- here's what happens. You know, we we didn't talk about Bron trying to make his power play. So first of all, I'll just say like, come on, Bron, you're not going to get these castles. Like, even if they sit, like, how are you literally going to do it? I mean, maybe the show could make some dumb way for him too. But like, clearly they're not going to let you just like take these, even if you get this agreement. But regardless, everyone, all the main characters die. Bron does just roll roll up into Highgarden, makes it, just turns Highgarden into an orgy, you know, orgy palace. Yeah. That's when Robin Aaron comes in with the titty milk. That's when Podrick, ta- you know, Podrick <laughs> and Bron are kind of friends anyway. Podrick brings himself and the hog over. And yeah, I'm down with that. What other? I mean, Hot Pie can come start making. You know, I think the Night uh, King should make a comeback. Night King should make a comeback and get in on that order. Night King makes a comeback like they did me. They done me wrong. Right. I yeah, like the the last. I guess the Children of the Forest all died. Maybe there was one hiding out mm-hmm. still. They know the weapon. They make some more White Walkers. Yeah. But they're just fuck walkers. 
Yeah, I like. I, I just turn this into a porno episode six. Just do it. I mean, I think that's what you have, have the to guts do. to do it. HBO. I mean, that you have to do that. You have to extend that porno part out for people to be happy. Because I mean, when all else fails, when people are dying, to show them fucking. You know, people people love that shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah, I think we pitched it up. I think we got the good ideas for the next episodes. They probably won't do it. But yeah, Tyrion is a dragon. This fuck party. I think that's the way they stick the landing for me. But they won't do it. No, they won't. So now the question is, am I going to stick the landing as king of the hand of the or hand? Like I'd be hand. I'm sorry. As king of the pod, Drew. Am I going to stick the landing with a with a successful reign? Because I do recall from maybe 45 minutes ago, it seemed like you were conspiring against me. Now, I'm certain you've changed your tune if that was what's going on. And we're going to still have a fine council, right? Uh, it seems like a council to me. I don't know, like... A, f- a fine council where you guys tell me well, like, I am what my enemies are doing. And give me good... Give me good counsel, not just having it, you know. Yeah, I mean, there there are, there are will be a couple fines for invading this podcast that was a Brooklyn Bite. Um, you'll be expecting a couple carrier pigeons or ravens, whatever. I actually probably pigeons from New York here in Brooklyn. There's no fucking ravens. Let's be real. So I'll send over some pigeons over there, and, and you'll, uh, you'll have to send that via Venmo or PayPal for clearing up, taking up this airspace right now today, Padre. So. Oh, oh, for Brooklyn Bite airspace. Well, the checks and the mail. All right, that's like a good. That's like a good zinger. People used to throw out and like. Isn't that like a good like eighties, nineties zinger? Like the checks and the mail. Ha, cue the laugh track. Or is that check please? Or is it both? I think. I, yeah, I think. I think you've got a couple things going on there. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, so sue I, me. All right, I think it was a successful council session. I got you guys back on track. I know you want to talk your 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 football. I think you guys should probably touch on more of this NBA stuff too. But you know, I'm retiring to my chambers. I got to go get some ale or something in me here, and uh, and do what a king likes to do. Maybe I'll have the company of a lady or two. It's not just Podrick that can that can throw it around like that. The king you, does what he wants. You sure you I'm don't going Baratheon style right you now? You sure you don't Robert. want to stick around for the end of the pod? No, I, I really don't. Okay. All right. So then um, let's go to the NBA. Uh, e dash nine. Hang out. Hey, e dash nine, who you got? Nuggets. I said I'm not blazer. staying around. Peace. E dash nine, who you got? Nuggets, Blazers. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later, man. Um, I'm going to go Blazers. I think Jamal Murray can't shoot that well night after night. If if we've seen anything from the regular season, and they're really gonna need it. The Joker is good, but they they're gonna need another player to step up, um, especially with the Blazers having that great outside shooting. If they're hot, I think that they've got this. Especially, is this a home game for the? Uh, no, no, it's a home game for the Nuggets. Yeah, no, oh, maybe. Is it game six? It's game six. So it's at, at Portland right now. Yeah, so it is. So so it is important. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I could cheat and check the score, but I'm going to say that Portland gets this one. You know, not not as handily as the uh, Sixers did, but um, I feel confident. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with your your assessment there, and I'm also rooting for the Blazers because there are two. Actually, there's three Muslims on the team. I don't just generally just root for a Muslim, but like because of Ramadan and Ennis Cantor's fasting, wall playing ball, and uh, Al Farik Amino. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Al Farik Amino is also fasting and playing ball. This actually brings me back to the, uh, Ennis Cantor texted Hakeem Olajuwon on how to like deal with this because I don't think one anyone thought he would be deep in the playoffs being on the Knicks in general. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but also, you know, uh, Nurchik is also Muslim too. So like, there's like this, 
there's just this weird like body of like uh movement just happening right now where like this is an angle even in the Tottenham game um a couple of the Ajax players were were most, the guy who scored uh who didn't score those last two goals the left footers on Ajax he hit the post Hakim Ziyech yeah he's Muslim and all the fans and everything were just going in on him saying like he shouldn't be fasting this is going to ruin our chances like you couldn't tell at oh, all like annoying. he was killing it no he, he was their only attacking power the Right. Yeah, right. I agree. And then, I mean, he I broke his fast at halftime. Yeah, halftime, you could see, like, when he was lining up, he was the only one with a drink in his hand because he's yeah. trying to catch up, you know, with the hydration. So I think it's a very interesting angle, and I think that I do like the Blazers in general. I love Dame Lillard. I love the notion of, like, if C.J. McCollum and the Blazers make the Western Conference Final and the Warriors don't, like, that whole podcast between C.J. and Kevin Durant, that just becomes so funny. Or if the Blazers go to the finals, like, that's, like, the best thing i think just because like it's just like a real weird storyline but i think it's a good storyline the fact that one of their better players got injured and destroyed his leg and this blazers team has completely been slept on forever damian lillard has been slept on forever other than the best rapping basketball player of all time yeah so good so good yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also want to see a uh, payoff for that. I'm trying Jennifer tweet. Like, I just need, I just need CJ McCollum in the finals or the Western Conference Finals at least. Yeah, I think the storylines that are going to be played out from now on until the finals. You know, like I'm excited for whatever happens. I do even think even if the Warriors pull off from where they are to like if they get to the finals based on this, and I, I it's not pulling off. I think if foreseeably if they do that, and it's the Bucks versus the Warriors. The Bucks are pretty deep, man. Like they're they have a lot of rotations lined Now that Malcolm Brogdon's come back too, they have depth. And the Warriors are one team that does not have it. The Rockets also plays a short man rotation. The Nuggets have depth for sure. Uh, the Blazers actually are pretty deep, and because but no one really pays attention to like half. No one can name any of the players on the team really at all. So I think it, we're really in in shape for a really good unpredictable uh rest of the playoffs especially with kevin durant not being available for the rest of the series or maybe even the rest of the playoffs who knows yeah i mean all very good points i am here for any analysis that has Giannis Antetokounmpo having a chance at an nba finals um and an nba finals mvp also he when he used to play when they when he saw lebron in the regular season in the east and, and i think i believe he saw lebron one time earlier in his career um, in the first or second round of the playoffs. He wants to murder LeBron James, and he plays that way against all of the league's best teams and all the league's best players. He did that, like, Kobe underbite snarl thing yesterday when, like, yeah, they were up eight like points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love him so much. He has such a fire in, it, like, in his, like, heart, ass, whatever you want to say. And I want to see him try to murder Kevin Durant or Steph Curry on a dunk um, in Game 3 of that se- series. That would be like Andre Drummond on Brendan Jennings' murder, like that that God. facial where, <laughs> where like a big seven footer just eclipses like a six six one guard immediately, or DeAndre Jordan on uh, uh, or LeBron James on Jason Terry, or DeAndre Jordan on Brandon Jennings. I think that was that too. So oh, Jesus, but yeah, I I think Giannis is everyone can agree. Like there's no other than Boston right now. I don't think anyone hates Giannis. I was telling Drew last year, like, one of my favorite moments of the basketball season was when I saw Giannis throw it down on Jared Allen's head. 
Like, and, and like, I'm watching that as a Nets fan, but, like, mm-hmm. as a basketball fan, that was, like, such a vicious dunk, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, this is, this is going to be everything forever if he's just doing high shoulder and then extension, like, just making his way into the paint. There's no one that can stop that. That's, like, Hakeem's wingspan with, you know, or Boban, I guess, is wingspan, <laughs> with the ability to jump high on top of that. Like, that's fucking Space Jam MJ stretching the arm length. That's ridiculous. Jeez. Uh, yeah, there's no one in the league like him. He, he's an absolute delight to watch, and I really want somebody to beat the Warriors, so uh, why not him? I think a lot of people want, a majority, I think, of people will want that. I Would it be disappointing if the Warriors don't make it to the finals? And, like, or would people believe in that? I want to see the Rockets there. You want to see the Rockets there? I'm tired of the Warriors. I'm especially tired of the Warriors. The more and more depleted they become. Like, I don't want to see Sean Livingston dragging himself around out there. Yeah, you had a great run. Love you. You're done. And he's their eighth man. I'm I'm done with these Warriors. I want Kevin Durant to to just go to the fucking Knicks already. I want the Warriors to see what else they can do with their roster and to go back to having a competitive West. You mean Klay Thompson going to one of the LA teams on top of that? Yeah. Yeah, That'd be nice, too. Yeah, no, they and I think they were talking about even the uh, Bob Myers, the GM. He's kind of like done with it too. He might be going to like getting hired by Steve Ballmer and the Clippers and being their GM too. So like, so I, it's and because Jerry West is over there as well. So yeah, I want this chapter almost like we're I'm looking at it as a Game of Thrones where there's you know there's two episodes left, meaning two uh, you know rounds left, and I think. I think the second round, the second to last round, uh, the the finals, the conference finals, will be fucking amazing. Whoever's in it, I'm pretty pumped for. And the finals of those four teams, I'm all in for any of them. You know, whether actually six six teams available right now, right? There's uh, two, yeah, uh, seven teams. That's because right. one already one already entered, right? So cool. Well, I'm glad that we got a little bit of Nuba talk going even though the treacherous uh mad king came in on this on this podcast here and tried to take over but uh how's your how's your developments in in terms of taking out his mcl going um you know i'm working on it um i've got my little fleas you know running errands setting traps it's gonna happen we're gonna get that mcl and we are going to get harry kane on the pitch for june 1st yes june 1st is it ramadan then too i'm trying to think and you're not the expert on this but like sadly not no, because then Mo Salah would be like, uh, I don't know, guys. But apparently Mo Salah's going to be ready, too. Yeah, Mo Salah would play. Oh, he would definitely play. But he's going to play, definitely. for. Why didn't he play the last one? Uh, he hurt his head pretty bad over the weekend. Oh, con- uh, drinking? or? Um, no, on, on the pitch. Uh, I think he got beamed. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Did you hear at halftime it was Harry Kane that fucking just chewed in to the whole Spurs team? Like he was yelling. I'm, yeah. I'm so fucking happy to hear that, yeah. Yeah, I was so mad the whole time that they were like the last ten minutes, like you know, playing EPL. You want to play up in the back. You want to make sure that you get guys forward. But they were just fucking like launching shit in there, like it was fucking dump and chase hockey. Um, and I was getting so mad because we weren't retaining possession on any of it. And then that last ball, like when when CZ launched it, I was so pissed. And then Yorente wins it, and then Delhi gets the fucking assist after everything. God damn. I, I guess I guess Potch is a smarter smarter coach than me, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, he got he got that big dude to just basically just get every air ball 
Like he was a Sean Bradley up in there. Just like he wasn't he wasn't useful in terms of like, you know, running plays, but definitely setting up Delhi and setting up Lucas and I really wanted his son to break out on this game and I was really upset that he couldn't push through it. Like he had moments where he was in there, but he couldn't make himself relevant. I don't he know if he's was hurt just or marked by Virgil every time he got into the box. Yeah, I love my large adult son. I wanted him to score. Uh, maybe he'll score. Or not Virgil. You know what I mean. They're big guy. Uh, Delic. Uh, every yeah. time he got in the yeah. box, I'm, I'm already oh, thinking. Oh, ahead. that dude. Yeah, that dude's huge. He's like 22 and like six five or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll score. Maybe he'll have a better time against Virgil um, in the in the final. Mm-hmm. He's if Kane doesn't play, he's a better only option. I doubt we're gonna get a hat trick off of our uh, backup nine. Again. I also felt like Erickson was literally never seen at all during the whole game. Erickson, yeah. We were playing him as a center defensive mid. We were playing him back with Waniyama for the for the first half. And then Deli Ali was the one playing the possession game up top and, and trying to get those assists. And he got two, which is nice because I've never, I've actually, I've been watching the Spurs for three years now. Um, and I've never personally been watching a game when Deli scored. So it's nice to see him get those assists and like, do the footwork things right in front of the box that he's capable of because he didn't do it for England in the summer. Um, and I've never, like I just said, never seen him score. Um, and I've seen Erickson score already. I know that he can do that. Yeah. So you became a, your Spurs story started three years ago um, in general or? Yeah. So after the 2014 World Cup, I started watching soccer and I just picked Aston Villa randomly. Uh, they immediately got relegated and I stopped watching for a year. And then I've been watching uh, soccer since 2016. <laughs> Yeah, so the Spurs actually have everything to do with me and my Brooklyn story. You know, I, I gained the Nets when I came here, and then I, the, you know, Woodwork, the soccer ball we, we referenced. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I read this book, The World According to Soccer, and I just figured out, like, and another, like, it, they were talking about Spurs, and then Steve Nash, one of my favorite players, and a mm-hmm. you know, former Big Suns fan myself, loved the Spurs, and he told me, and he talked about why. So, like, I was just all in on the Spurs thing. I had no idea, like, who really Arsenal. Like, I know the teams, Arsenal, Manchester United, I didn't know any of the players, so I didn't have any any like horse in any match and my friends would just mention these teams but it meant nothing to me because exactly. I wasn't following football right so so when yesterday when that game happened and Steve Nash you know is on set you can't see him and they're talking I don't know if you saw it but like he's yes. like tearing up audio wise like I'm like yo am I crying too like what the fuck's happening right now um and it on a deeper level it's because my dad you know lived in London for a couple years and like he 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 would pay attention to Tottenham not like saying like there was anything in 1970 something of what they did or not I'm not sure but like there is this like little deeper connection of me to the Spurs that I thought I had and and like I was miserable at halftime I like I waited my heart was on this just because my three of my best friends four actually Liverpool fans said do not talk stop talking and then when they won that match I was just like god damn it like I'm not gonna stop I'm not gonna, and it still might happen this way, and I'm not doubting my team, but like Liverpool is just gonna live and breathe, and every time I see them, is I'm just gonna hear shit, and I it might still happen where you know Tottenham may not have enough weapons to play against Liverpool this year, and that's fine. But like the fact that we won that game down that many points, that 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 alone was like kind of like big, like over the hump moment i think for all spurs fans and i think that's and we have another one on saturday just to make sure we're we stay in <laughs> on sunday sorry yeah uh yeah 
Arsenal can't catch us. Um, they can catch us on um, points, but in, unless they score eight goals against... Um, oh, we're in there. We're in yeah. champions for next year already? Yeah, we're going to get it on goal differential, even if we lose and they uh, they get all three points back. Yeah, I don't have that like history uh, with the with the great sport Spurs teams from the past. Like, I just started watching in like 2015, 2016 season where it was like, uh, I, I picked a team that I knew wasn't going to win. But I wanted to pick a team with like a lot of great young yes. players that I could like be rooting yes. for for a while. I didn't want to pick yes. a team yes. that was going to get relegated again. Right. No. No. I think that's a good. But that's the thing. Like when you usually have your team allegiances due to your friendships and stuff. So sometimes it's like, or geographically, when you move somewhere, you know, you pick a team based on that. So like my friends and even friends that just mentioned that, oh yeah, I watch you know Premier League they I'm like okay who are you a Chelsea fan are you an Arsenal fan are you like a Liverpool like those are the main staples Uh always like of all New York City like either you know uh, casual fans or like discovered soccer when they come to New York or just in the local area they pick those teams no one says Tottenham all that often so that's why I kind of was blown away and I I didn't really have these deeper connections until I discovered after I picked Tottenham you know like it, it just reinforced the fact that this is my team and this is going to be my team and there's nothing around it and if they were to win a champions league it literally would be like you know the yukon huskies winning college football national championship like that's that's how crazy that would be and and yukon got to that bcs game and played tcu and got beat the shit out of but like still like that's how crazy it is right now for the spurs i think right now with their star player being out and making it man that's oh so great also can we talk about how shitty liverpool's song is i I, uh i don't know if you're talking about the song or you'll never walk alone but i hate them both i don't like them it's so it's so emo you'll never what is that you'll never walk alone like (laughs) yeah it's it's really random uh i heard that song like for the very first time a few years ago when some Irish person who happened to be a Liverpool fan sang that at karaoke, I was just completely floored by like, yeah. man, read the fucking room. And then like, I found out it, that it was a Liverpool song because I was like, a, a, I might not have even been watching soccer for real at that point. And man, it is bad. It's by, originally by, um, who's it by? It's by Jerry and the Pacemakers, or Gary. Of course. And it's a, it was from 1963. The album is How Do You Like It? Question <laughs> mark. So, so you know it's real. And it's like, how, but also like, are these songs, all right, so you probably know more about this. I don't just got, do they sing these type of songs? There's, there's a fight song and like a, a song like this. Is this equivalent to like Sweet Caroline's Boston Red Sox, but really depressing? I think these songs are like a little more officially part of club lore than Sweet Caroline is, but I think you're on the right track. Okay, but they sing it at the end of, like, losses and victories. Is it, like, the their anthem, not as, like, the national anthem or pre-game, but, like, it embodies the team with, with the whole song. That's essentially what it is, right? Yeah, I don't actually know specifically uh, if Liverpool uh, supporters sing You'll Never Walk Alone every game. Um, but, yeah, typically, like, you'll you'll hear... Like, if you know what a club song is, you will hear it toward the end of a match, kind of regardless, if you, if you can pick out the notes or whatever. It's also, it's just impossible to tell what a song, what a supporter song is if you don't already know that song, because there's right. like 30, 60,000 people uh, singing it very poorly, very drunk, uh, which is always delightful. 
Yeah. It must have been crazy to be there in Amsterdam for that game, man. Like, one, you're playing in Amsterdam, and then also if you win afterwards and you're the away team, like, if they didn't, uh, I guess they have a meaning-ish game on Sunday. It's their last game, but, like, I would just be fucking raging the whole night, man. Like, there's no way I would not be going out in Amsterdam just going balls to the walls anywhere. Right you now. saw Danny Rose with that, um, that, like, fan's beer that he was drinking, right? No, I, I gotta check that out. Is that is it on their Twitter on Spurs Twitter? It um, it's on like whatever Spurs supporters Twitter that the that kept retweeting shit into my feed yesterday. Uh, but yeah, there is extremely a picture of Danny Rose like very smugly drinking a Heineken. Uh, it fucking rules. Yeah. Who can I ask? Who's your favorite um Spur like on Deli this Ali. Deli Deli Ali. Ali and Son Son was Son and Deli Ali. I would say it's a tie. Um, it's just because like you know part of it is definitely being you know. A person of color supporting that but like mm-hmm. in terms of the exciting like just like when they kick the ball and i'm just super pumped i love erickson like i do love like the way he sets up so shots good. and gets yeah like i love his play i love the dribbling ability of it's like you're talking about deli ali like his ability that to penetrate and like get the assist like he's really good at that i just love sons just like he just comes out i don't know it it's it's dumb and stupid to say like it's a Jeremy Lin thing, but like it kind of is in oh, the same w- sense because not just because they're both Asian, but because of the model, you know, you know, minority theory that Asians can't do anything really, and this guy is just fucking just destroying every single person in his past when he's at least going to lane he may not be able to convert them as much as lately but like he can break people most people not i wouldn't say on the most solid level but like he can definitely get in there and get quick chip shots in there and i think that's a skill that's kind of hard to do anyways you know so yeah he, he's scrappy as fuck um he, he breaks ankles like neymar um obviously he's a bit less pro- prolific sonia min is probably my favorite spur i also have a a, a serious soft spot for toby alderweireld mm-hmm. what do you think about ben davies uh, that's danny rose's spot danny rose is a bit better so yeah um yeah. I, I i like that we have ben davies to replace rose or trippier when when it's not working out between one of them trippier really pissed me off but then he got his shit together yeah his so. his service has been pretty bad for the last couple of matches um yeah whatever yeah so do we think you think we have a chance the spurs can be, take liverpool out? there's always a chance and it, it really helps that it's a one leg match this time uh the final yeah yeah. So, like, if if we get two goals and they happen to just get one, that's it. That's it. So if there's a handball and uh, God forbid Harry Kane puts in a puts in a pen, like that might be the game. Yeah, yeah. I think we're even in the manager standpoint. I think both managers are really good, really smart. I think, I, and I think it's if you look at the, the games they played, like we've blown them out, they've blown us out. Mm-hmm. Maybe not this year, but just in the past, like. I don't know. I'm without even looking at it past five years. I think it's been pretty even. I think Mo Salah obviously is one of the best players in the world, but they were able to do what they did without him. That is kind of scary, but they both have this ability to be, they were both counted out, you know, with 45 minutes left and they turned around. Now they're both in the final side. I think it's really, it was match. If Harry Kane's able to at least be a little bit of a decoy or something, you know, at least a little, a little bit of a bruiser because he's a big dude, then that would be good. But I don't, I don't expect anything from him. I just hope if Deli Ali, Erickson, or Son can show up like no tomorrow, then we we got a chance. Like if they if 
both of them score, if two of them score, then I think we can definitely win. And that, that would be my radar. Like, if Sun scores a, a goal, I'll be like, okay, we got this. You know, I feel I feel good. I feel yeah, good, so. uh, I, I agree. There, is, there extremely is a chance, especially with, like, our fucking, our halfbacks are just... Mm, God damn it! I love them. There's a there's definitely a chance that I've never been this excited about a Spurs match. I mean, obviously they've never been at this like this far in any tournament, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just this unreal thing that you're thinking about. Like, oh, it'd be nice if we go to the quarterfinals. Oh, it'd be nice if we go to the semifinals. But fucking finals. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might be making a mistake here. I told my boys that I would go. They're all in Connecticut. I would go watch the game with them. And but like. I think it's also so I'll make sure they, there's a Liverpool ball bar in New Haven, Connecticut. So I'm basically putting a stop to that. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to go. But like I'm putting a stop to them doing it. So then I don't have to see on my Facebook feed that they're at the bar or my Instagram feed. So like I'll be right there and I'll and I'll be at probably at one of my friend's house where he'll feed me beer all the time. So there I think go. it's like I think it's a win-win situation for me even though I might if I lose, which I'm expecting, you know, like hell, rain and fire to come on me, but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. If I win, I'll be a very modest winner, and I'll still drink all the beer I can. So, like a good Muslim boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I think yeah, I think I think that'll do it. I didn't expect you know out of all the things we wanted to talk about, NBA definitely veered off a little bit to the left and right. Um, do you have a final score prediction wise for the game? You think uh, for the for game June tonight? 1st? Uh, for tonight, or no, just skip to June 1st. Forget NBA, we'll do that another time. <laughs> my heart says 2-1 Tottenham, my head says 3-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere in between, um, say like 3-2 Liverpool, but that goal, Liverpool, will be definitely a mistake by the Spurs. It will not be earned by Liverpool. It'll just be mis- something that happens where the Spurs shoot themselves in the foot. And that's okay. That's okay. As long as I don't get, if the match is projecting that long, you know that means I'm not hearing shit the whole time. <laughs> yeah. If it happens, if it happens in the last five minutes, I can hear shit, you know, for the rest of the day. But I'd rather have it enjoy the matches. The way I compare it is like I went to the best eight innings of my life when I saw the Mets in the World Series play the Royals at City, mm-hmm. and Matt Matt Harvey decided to come back out, and you know the coach told him not to, but he still did. And somehow, and then we gave up three runs in the top of the ninth. And I saw a world champion crowned that day, the Kansas City Royals. So, so yeah. Still uh, a great game. Yeah, I'm hoping for the best 85 minutes of my life, hopefully. At, at minimal. At minimal. <laughs> hopefully it'll be 92 of my life with the Spurs winning. So Right, and no one can ever say the word Spursy to you again, regardless no. of the outcome. No, they can't. They cannot. All right, buddy. Thank you for joining me on this on this bite. Anywhere where the people can find you on the Twitters. Up, oh, same guy at No Thanks, y'all. I don't really do anything else. Okay, cool. You got well. You you always you're always good for some airport tweets whenever you're traveling. So make sure you, you guys. I am. Yeah, make sure you guys follow him. Follow me at Edom Kazi. Figure out the spelling if you haven't already. Fuck you. All right, that'll do it for the show. <laughs> Peace. Pod Boys Productions.